Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Adam Tudor, and with me is Rich Polling. Hello, mate. Uh, so today we are going to be talking about some things that have come out of Gen Con, which was the North American Championships, what is now the Nationals. So we've got the the lists for the top 14 in front of us, and um, we're going to basically just pick out a few of the ones that jumped out at us and that we think are interesting. Uh, so, uh, Rich, do you want to uh, lead us off? It's. I think the first one to talk about is um, is to say congratulations to Carson Ray, who who won. Um, so, North American champion has beat a, a good, strong field of of well known uh, names in the North American X-wing community. Although not so many of them in the top fourteen, apart from a, a couple of standouts. And then also uh, a big congratulations to Matthew Carey for getting second as well. Just to talk about uh, their lists, the the winning list was. A triple Republic Aces list. Um, he had Anakin Skywalker with Regen, Obi Wan Kenobi with Sense, and R two A six, who's the speed changing droid. You can speed up or slow down your move after you reveal it. And then Rick Olay with Predator, which I've not seen before, and a Regen droid as well. So double Regen, and then three Force Jedi with Sense, and the ability to change his maneuver after he reveals it to change the speed of his manoeuvre so he can accelerate into a block or accelerate past a, a potential block from somebody else. So he's obviously played it very well. Sense does seem really strong. So that's uh, a good one. Uh, obviously a strong tournament list with Regen in it. I kind of looked at it and thought, yeah, that's like the final form of something that I've been playing around with. Um, obviously not as well as him. So um, massive props to Carson. Have you had a look at the uh, at Matthew Carey's list? As you are more of an Imperial player than I am. I have, yes. I think just before we jump into that one, it is worth pointing out that in Carson's list, Anakin has uh, Delta 7 and Obi-Wan has got laser targeting. Uh, yeah. for you Because you can't fit both of those in. Uh, but I really like that Obi with Sense and the droid because it's he gets to see a dial and then change his move. So it's kind of a, like a pseudo six, really, which mm-hmm. is quite fun. Matthew's list, uh, which is Imperial, again, three aces, but with a shuttle as well. I really, really like, in theory, I don't know if I have the patience that undoubtedly is needed to play it, but it is the Grand Inquisitor, uh, also with sense, and fire control system and concussion missiles. Two Inquisitors with fire control system and concussion missiles, and a Colonel Jendon shuttle with no upgrades. So. I have mentioned a couple of times on the podcast that in 1.0, I really, really like the Grand Inquisitor. And whilst he's definitely not the beast that he was before, he actually felt that he got quite a nerf. So it's quite interesting that both in national, the American Nationals, obviously a different scale, but also in our Tiddakers tournament for August, we also had somebody doing very well with Inquisitor. Uh, tie advanced prototypes um, so it's quite interesting that they're kind of making a little little visit I think people potentially are starting to see the value of just having force now that the now that the Republic Jedi are out maybe I've heard it called mini uh, what, what was the thing in version 1 that allowed you to do focus expertise um, it's like mini expertise but probably better because you could use it on defence as well uh, so you use your, your action for something other than focus if you want to 
if you don't need to, great, you've got a focus and a force. So I, I think force is really valuable. I think it's interesting that both finalists had sense. Do you think that could be something that we're going to see more of in the meta? I've played with sense a bit with Luke. Sense Luke with three A-wings, I think it was. Uh, it was fun. It seemed really good. Quite situational. But I think Column has said in the past that sense is a much cheaper way to move second than uh, than having a massive bid. Because if you know where they're going to be, you can react accordingly, even if you're moving first. Yeah, and it really lets you spend all the points in your list while still getting that value of moving second. And, or even if it turns out that you're not moving second. The disadvantage to moving first is that you don't know where your opponent's going. Well, if you've seen their dial, then you get to block them or put yourself in a position to shoot them anyway. Um, and then you get to shoot first, which is quite a nice bonus. So I was just going to say about the um, the Inquisitor list. Obviously, you know, they're getting early target locks. They've got fire control system, they've got missiles. So there's a constant threat of damage coming out of them. I think what makes these two lists tick really well with sense is the fact that they've got those really tight little moves that they can use. They've got the ability to reposition. So the Inquisitors can do one tight then into a barrel roll or boost to get a reposition, still have some form of mods by having force. They've got a target lock sitting somewhere else. So I think it's the ship that you fly with the thing with sense that makes it a good a good list. Because looking at the, the ships in these lists, they really are, you know, they've picked out the really nimble things mm-hmm. so that, you know, you can basically pick something on a dial to, to put your ship wherever you want it to be. So, you know, A-Wing's probably good. TIE Advanced Prototype's probably good. Jedi, probably good. You know, you're not going to want to have things with sense, you know, unless you can guarantee almost that you're going to get a block. So, like, big bases with barrel rolls and boost may be okay, but these little bases where you can double reposition into anywhere you want to be is probably the way to, to go. Yeah, absolutely. And it's about letting yourself have the the best options on the on the dial. And like the the advanced prototype's always been strong for having blue one banks and turns. Um it was just that the that the stats didn't really back that up. But having the concussion missiles really puts some offensive power back into them. Yeah. Um, are they concussion missiles as a range two to three ones, aren't they? It's the range two to three three red dice missile uh, yeah. that can it exposes a damage card after the attack hits. That's the one. So yeah. that in there. But they also have three charges, which is quite a good number of shots. Yeah, that's definitely I'm sure it's a three dice attack at whatever range that just mm-hmm. Let's be honest, you're not really going to be, once you're in a sense mess where you're blocking and things, you're mostly going to be using your primary shots anyway, I think, aren't you? Um, so I really like that list, though. I just don't own any Imperial ship, so I'll never play it. So <laughs> I will. I don't know if I own enough Inquisitors, but I will, I'll give it a go if I, if I can get hold of some. It certainly looks, it looks interesting to at least try and understand and as as I said originally, I imagine it takes an inordinate amount of patience in order to fly it because the Inquisitors, if you get it wrong, will just go splat. Yeah. So top four then? Yeah. Um, or should we just pick out some happy ones? Let's do top four. Yeah. So Brad Strickzak, um, 
butchering his name. Um, Kylo, Lieutenant Tavson, Starkiller base pilot, no upgrades. Uh, three nakeds. And then Josh Benjamin, nice easy name there. Uh, he's Anakin with 7B and R2A6. So speed changing droid is that? Or is R2A6 a different one? I think it's the same one that the Obi-Wan. Yeah, it's the same one, yeah. So Anakin with the speed-changing droid. Obi-Wan has calibrated laser targeting and Rick Olay. So he's obviously gone for a bid rather than having sense. So he's hoping to move second with his fives and his six. So, I mean, that top four of, you know, Kylo plus two Epsilons uh, and then another Republic Aces. So is that a meta forming? I think it's certainly an American meta, but they... the um, Aces have always enjoyed more popularity over there than I think they have over here. Um, there was quite a while where in 1.0 America was all over the the uh, Palpatine Aces while the sort of UK and, and Europe was still madly in love with any version of Jumpmasters they could get their hands on. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I recall that period. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I'm just flicking through the rest of them. You know, there's a couple of call-outs to what, what I thought was going to be um, strong in the future meta, which is the resistance. So Ryan Stanzuski, who I think has done well at Worlds in the past. Um, I think Simeon Delapina beat him on the way when he was when he was flying resistance bombers. And he's made top 14 and then, and then gone out with Finn Bastian. Jess Pava and Snap Wexley, which is something I've had in my case for a while, but I've never got around to putting on the table. So that's an interesting one. I think we're going to see a lot of that because that's three double modded, effectively three dice attacks. Uh, sorry, four double modded, three dice attacks coming out of uh, of those ships, and none of them are easy to kill. So that's I think that's going to be an interesting one. We'll see more of, and another one uh, starting to see Finn cropping up into into lists was Finn, this is brilliant, uh, Finn with a Red Squadron Expert, so a generic T-70 with heroic, Jess Pava with a BB Astromech to, to power her ability, and then a naked Chewbacca in a Falcon. <laughs> so, you know, spend all your effort trying to kill the, the Escort and give Chewie free double modded attacks on you, or spend time and effort trying to chew down a Falcon while the other three ships are, are hammering into the back of you. So um, interesting puzzles being posed by those two lists, I think. And as a resistance player, they're very interesting to me. So both of them didn't make it past uh, the top 14, so they didn't make make it through the cut games. But they seem like really interesting lists. And I think it's indicative of the fact that resistance are in a really good spot now. They've got a lot of cool stuff that they mm-hmm. can do. And I think it's just putting it together in the right way. So I know like some people have been playing with Snowden Chavdry in the resistance transport Finn seeing a lot of play in the pod, you know, there's a, a lot of different options and choices there. So it's it's cool to see some of that stuff making the top cut of uh, of such a big tournament. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see whether the actual transport itself starts to have a, an effect on, on the game. I haven't really seen anything come out of that or any tricks that it can do. But certainly a thin pod is is a very good way to get an effective little ship to really put those um, resistance lists up to the kind of four-ship category. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, the other one, we, we talked a while ago about it, maybe it's moving into a swarm meta, 
and there's a couple of swarms in here. So Andrew Knuckles, who's previously won a system open, I'm going to say, I think with Quad Phantoms or it might have been Hatchet Man, has brought the the Sinker Swarm. Um, so he's filled it out with um, Regen Ricoli, and then there's uh, I don't know what this is, but it's basically a Trade Federation zone uh, drone plus energy shell charges, and then a Techno mm-hmm. Union bomber uh, flown by Richard Hines. So Andrew Knuckles got to top eight. Richard Hines got to top fourteen with swarms. Uh, do you think swarms are still in that place where eventually you come up against an experienced? good player who knows how to beat a swarm so you'll only ever do so well with it but you'll hit cut and then not get any further or can you see them winning something again i think it very much comes down to whether your opponent can deal with the swarm because obviously we've we've picked out quite a few ac lists if any of those get stuck in front of the swarm they're going to have a really unhappy time so the this um, separatist swarm. Uh, the, there's one. There's two bombers in there. One of them's got diamond boron missiles, which you kind of have to assume is to deal with other people's swarms. But then the other one's got a probe droid with plasma torpedoes to to give the early target locks. So you, if you land in the wrong place, you're just going to take a lot of quite accurate fire. Um, and they've all got grappling struts, so they can theoretically land on rocks and, and set up static fields. So you need to know how to fly around those. So I, I think I think possibly a swarm player could break out into the sort of the, the top realms of the cut. But it really is on your opponent to know how to deal with you, I think. Yeah. yeah I'll tell you what one has literally just jumped out at me and I didn't see it on the first four or five reads of the list was um, Sam Rothstein, who made top eight with uh, Rear Admiral Shiranu and Whisper. Uh, mm. So there's a there's a blast from the past. Um, I know a few people have said it's better, it's back. So it's Proxmines, Darth Vader, Hotshot Gunner and Dauntless on, on Rear Admiral Shiranu. And then uh, a pretty standard uh, Whisper loadout with Duke. Uh, oh, but passive sensors to give rerolls, plus Fifth Brother and Stealth Device. Uh, so... There's an awful lot going on there. That's going to be something that's very, very hard to kill. Yeah, I mean, three green dice plus passive sensors for target lock for re-rolls plus your free evade for dukes and and a force from Fitz Brother. So, you know, it's pretty solid. Yeah, I I, I like that list and I wouldn't like to come up against it with anything that I can fly because that whisper just looks hideous. So, Yeah, it's definitely going to run around you in circles. That's good. I, th- I can't help but feel like he will struggle against the swarms that we've just talked about. Yeah. You know, if these five or six Trade Federation drones with target locks and energy shells rock up in front of Shirano, probably not going to have Shirano for very long. Yeah, and then Whisper's got a job to do. And Whisper can do that job, but do you have enough time to do it is the question. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything that's jumped out at you or have I gone through and pulled out all the interesting ones? No, I think I think you've done a pretty stellar job there. The the main one for me was the was seeing the the separatists swarm. Seeing that one has made it. I'm never really certain with things like extended like this, whether the new stuff just seems very good, but actually it's it struggles, or whether it does have the legs to 
work its way in to the sort of cut ranges. You know, you, we're still seeing Sean Hoyne, I've probably butchered that, with um, Han and Wedge making yeah. the top 14. So that's that's quite an old school list, into, even in terms of, of 2.0. So it's whether the, the new stuff is breaking in. So I like that there is the, the separatist swarm there. Um, and there's the the sinker swarm we talked about as well. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some stuff there that, as you said, has been around a while because there's that's an old school one. But Poe plus three A wings is in there. Um, Todd Grubbs made top eight with that with Lulu Tally and Greer. Um, so I mean, that's a that's an interesting list that we we know is good. Yeah, didn't think it was good enough, but obviously it is. You know, and then there there are a couple of scum lists in there as well, which. You know, somebody's got Cavill um, Ketsu in a shadow caster, so it's obviously not as bad as people think it is. You know, it's not as good as it used to be, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Um, an old Terok, which in the, the token stacking world where everybody's firing loads of green tokens and, you know, being able to pull old Terok in and just take everything off everybody. Um, mm. <laughs> it seems like a really good strategy. And then uh, the other guy who, who came top eight, Mike Doyle, had three cartel marauders which are the Kimogelas, um, with Captain Seavor and Torkel Mux with Mouldy Crow. So make something Initiative Zero and PS kill it with your Initiative 1 Cartel Marauders or Initiative 2 Cartel Marauders and Captain Seavor. Rinse and repeat until Torkel Mux dies. So it's uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. And it seems, it feels to me like a really open meta. You know, there's no, like, oh, everything's one type of there's list. There's no type you know? there, is there? No, there's no like three lists, rock, paper, scissors going on here. You know, you haven't got a hundred point ace versus ghost fen versus whatever else. You know, it's um and also I don't know if you've noticed, but um phantoms have vanished entirely. Despite the fact they're still really good. Uh, mm-hmm. there's not a phantom in sight. So it'll be interesting to see if anybody tried to well, we have just do got... three plus. Oh, there's a whisper, isn't there? Well there's whisper in rack. But yeah. that that's the only one. And there's no, there's no um, generics with Duke, which is yeah. happy, I think, for most people. Yeah, I still think it's a good list, um, just with three and then something else. What that something else is, uh, is, is probably the, the thing that's making it stick for people, is that you used to be able to follow a particular strategy with quad phantoms that you can't do anymore. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's probably good that they've gone, I think. So... Yeah, you know, certainly happier for for most of the people in the game. No, not least our very own Bobby, yeah. who uh, who hated the guts of them. Yeah, almost as much as he hates Interfell. Almost, almost, but not <laughs> quite. Nothing will ever occur. Okay, so we'll finish off there. So we've had a good talk about Gencon there, and um, we will uh, be back with you next week. Uh, so it's goodbye from Rich. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from myself. Farewell, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs>